What's going on, y'all? I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Crown Conversation, the podcast. This is your host, AJ. It's your boy, Big Mouth. And it's the one and only, Miss Jen and Juice. Oh, I like that one. Oh, y'all like that one. I like that. I like that, that. that. Oh, the, the, the one and only? The one, don't play with me. See, you playing You're not the life. only one, Jen and Juice, though. I'm the only one that matters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Talk your shit. Mm. Talk your mm. shit. That's right. Mm. Thank and you. And tonight, we have a special guest. Oh, oh, oh. Money making rich. Oh. Richie, Richie, Richie. Richie, what up, Richie. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> New shit on the way. What's Listen. good, what's good? <laughs> Go ahead, introduce yourself. Oh, yeah, so my name is Richard uh, Anthony Panier. Uh know these fellas and gals from FAMU. I had a great time there. I miss FAMU, y'all. Y'all miss FAMU? You know it. Absolutely. Y'all saw that All top the time. flight line? Oh, absolutely not. Ridiculous. That was ridiculous. I got seniority. I'm not waiting <laughs> nobody fucking line. I done paid my dues. I need the side door. The side door. Yeah. I wonder how much it was this graduation weekend. You know every graduation. No, have y'all no? But did y'all see That's good prime enough. time? They turned prime time into a club. But, but I heard that prime time. I heard. I heard that prime time service and food has gone down a lot because they changed management. I heard it's not like as good as what it used to be. It's the fact mm-hmm. that they packed it out like that. Well, you know. Yeah, I remember prime time was the place where you took your little boo, but you don't take your side piece. You gotta take your boo to prime. Now, why would you take? Hmm, no, that's not the place where people would go to take no type of piece. No, I'm telling you, you don't take your side piece. I'm. I wouldn't take my main. You wouldn't take your main piece, y'all. Yes, you would. It's called prime time. No, you took your main piece. It's called prime time. I don't give a damn. It's called shit show. You took your and it's on piece. the main street on Tennessee. No, you don't saying, take nothing there if you want to keep I it under wraps. I done walked up in there and seen a lot of main pieces in there that had side pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't been a prime time since I think Wu ordered sixty shots from last time. It was wow. Yeah, it was no, wow. he next. Wow. Wu, you next. It was wild. Wu next. Wu coming to the table next. Yeah. I'm waiting for Wu to. Well, he, I always thought Wu lived here, but he doesn't. He used to. <laughs> he was always here. So. <laughs> He's supposed to be moving back this summer though. Okay, well, what happened here? Shot. This don't bring no 60 shots up here. Yeah, he bought 60 shots in that bad boy. What the hell do you do with 60 shots? Give them out. Take about three of them each and then give the rest out. I don't know how much up you're going to be doing, Malcolm. You don't got your shot. Establishments are requiring for people to have their shots and bring their cards. Oh, up in here? Man, look. Oh, you talking about... Up here. Period. I don't know, Malcolm. They did say you Malcolm. can't do a lot of shit, no, but you know Malcolm gonna do it anyway. But y'all know I do what I wanna do. That's, That's how right. I always live my life. That's, That's how you should okay. live your life. Yeah, like I always do what I wanna do. What young school to say? I do what you want, you do what you can. I, hey. Hey, hey now. Hey, hey now. But so I mean, but congrats to y'all who have y'all shot. Congrats, I'm fully y'all, vaccinated. Oh, nah. You by yourself, baby. Oh, shit. You yeah. ain't vaccinated. I know you're not vaccinated at all. Mm-mm. You not didn't get yet. anything? Mm-mm. Wow. I'm going to get vaccinated. Wow. Right <laughs> I'm going to get vaccinated. But, but, but I'm gonna- Richard, Richard is a very wise man, and I could, I could, <laughs> I would put my bottom dollar on that he has a good reason why. Right, no, but the question <laughs> is, are you eventually going to? Uh, I'm thinking about it. I'm okay. But see, then these news came out with, you know, the whole Johnson, Johnson, Johnson and Johnson stuff and then news about uh, Moderna and Pfizer saying that you're going to have to get the shot again. And I'm just like, all right, y'all having new findings after already administering a shot. You can't have new findings after already giving it out. So I need you to find out some millions, money. actually. 200 million. Right. That's that's two thirds of the country. Yeah. So what I'm a little iffy on. You can't come up with new that's fine, because I'm not getting nothing else. That is it. I'm done. I'm I not getting know. nothing else. I mean, what's the point of that? If you... Because I want to have my card. So uh, it'd be like, you okay. know, if we're traveling purple. Hey, I got my shit. That's it. I mean, now they're going to say your card might like expire. The whole showing off the card. Hmm? Your card might expire. If you got to get a, it, if you gotta get a third no, shot, your card expired. No, it don't have no expiration date on it. It doesn't have a date on it. So, uh, <laughs> Bye, Richard. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, you can get a car, but yeah. also it's tied to the CDC. It's a federal charge. If you want to sit up in a penitentiary yeah, for look, 25 years over a car, do that. All right. All right. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I know you are. Yeah, Target is doing Target. Target? Yeah, they're doing, they're doing them in the fitting rooms. See, like, I, That's I, where Jaleesa got hers done at, but it's from CVS. In the, in the fitting room. Okay, who's doing Yeah, they're doing it in the fitting room. 
They sterilizing and did it in the sitting room. It's not that. It's that, like, I'd rather them charge me 100 150 for the shot than give it to me free. When does when when does America give anything free because that that is something good for us? Oh, you bro, they're going to get it in your taxes, man. Don't worry about that. Yeah, exactly. Your taxes are going to pay for this. <laughs> yeah, hello. Yeah. Ain't shit free, for yeah, real. Your taxes are going to pay for this. shit free. They're going to get it is, somehow. Don't tell me this shit free. Don't even tell me it's free. I don't. like Because that just off that, it throws me off. Well, hell, yeah. it'll be free for me because, you know, <laughs> government insurance. I mean, well, <laughs> I just... Well, yeah, y'all know the reason why I did it, because originally I had the same stance as Richard. As most people, I didn't want to do it. I wasn't going to do it. I was hell, you know, bent against it. But then, you know, all these, you know, when you start hearing things about you can't travel. And see, I was locked up all 2020, and I'm not trying to risk it. You know what I'm saying? So, but like I said, I won't be doing it again. For those who, like, uh, this is my thing. I'm, I'm not against anyone getting a shot. It's just from what, from what I've experienced or what I've learned or what I know is my is where I get my standpoint from, and it's not like like I said, with other people whoever get it, it's nothing against them. I don't feel no type of way like, hey, that's you, but it's I don't like the idea of me being forced to take anything that I'm not comfortable with. Okay, with like being forced to take anything I'm not comfortable with, where it's like other people cool with eating fast food or eating McDonald's. That's great for them. It works for them. I'm not cool with putting that type of stuff in my body. So that like. It's the same thing with a vaccine or even a, a coma. It's like I'm not the type to take Tylenol for a headache or anything. Like I don't take anything. So when it comes to a vaccine and it, with that type of stuff, I definitely be like, you know, I, I don't need it. I don't want it. Don't need it. But if it comes down to it and I absolutely have to get it, then it is what it is and may God be with me. <laughs> but other than that, you know, like I don't have no – I'm just on the side where like I don't want to get it, Don't don't care to. If I have to, then I will, but I don't care to get it. I feel you. That's a bet. So we have Richard here today. Um, so we'd like to welcome you. Thank you for coming. I appreciate you for coming. Man, I appreciate y'all having me. I've appreciate been wanting you to come for a minute um, because I felt like you can definitely like help us as a people, you know, just like with your expertise on some of the things that you, you know, you do as far as like your real estate and like your financial literacy and things like that. I see you all the time dropping gems on Twitter and on Instagram. So I just felt like this would be a great um, opportunity and a great episode just like to help people. I mean, I'm not saying that like you like the guru or anything like that, oh, but just being able all. to help with like tidbits of information, you know, yeah, that you've sure, already sure, dropped. Bro, he, you definitely the young guru of this shit. Nah, I, I, I take my hat yeah, off to it ain't no, it ain't no, It ain't no cutting no corners. You definitely the young guru of this shit. As no, you know, no like, titles, no titles. Yeah, like, <laughs> as, long as, as long as I know you, bro, like I, like I told you, bro, like you, I've always, and I've always been transparent with you about it. Like I always looked up to you when it came to investing and shit. I've always looked up to you in that, in that manner. Appreciate and then it, we've man. been boys on, you know, we've been boys on top of that. So yeah, Child, for sure. Cute violin, honey. All right, don't be a hater. Hey, we always got to show respect. Yeah, nah, Where's nah, you? Nah, Cause we don't, we don't give niggas props like that yeah, all the time. Yeah, nah, I appreciate yeah, you know, that. Like, and he's one of the ones that definitely you know, I take my head off to. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah. Even when I have like other questions, shit, we are, we can live. If you look through me and Richard's text log right now, we're talking <laughs> about buying a truck, you know, buying a truck or doing this and that mm-hmm. together. So it's like, yeah, I always reach out to him about investing. It's been like that shit for yeah. years. Yeah, I mean, if you have somebody in your circle or What's the six degrees? Six degrees of uh, separation. separation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you supposed to always Man, have that right connection. There. It's yeah. one degree. Ain't no degree. Yeah. Ain't no degree. <laughs> no, that's, that's not what I'm trying to yeah. say. Like, let's not do that. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Do we? Anyway. Like, <laughs> but nah, listen, listen, man. Malcolm, I appreciate it. Anthony, I appreciate it. Uh, so, oh yeah. So, give us your backstory, like how all this came about for you. Because I did see, I didn't know that you had quit J.P. Morgan. And this went out like on a whim. It's JP Morgan, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, this yeah, went on yeah. a whim. But so just give us your backstory. Yeah. Uh all right. So, you know, I was um at FAM doing business and um ended up getting an offer from JP Morgan. So I went to New York, started working with them straight out of uh out of college from graduation. And then um was doing that for about two, two and a half years and that that lifestyle I was I was determined and had a lot of willpower, but that lifestyle just was was hectic on me. I was living with my uncle at the time in uh, Rosedale, Queens, and that was about an hour and a half commute from, <laughs> hour and a half commute to and from work every day, 45 minutes on uh, on the bus, 30 minutes on the train, mm-hmm. 
and I was waking up at 5 a.m. every morning working out. Then I'd hop on the train like 6.45 or hop on the bus 6.45, hop on the train by like 7.30, be in the office by 8, and then probably getting off work around 6, 7, hour and a half commute back, make dinner real quick. I was like uh, trying to save money, cut corners, so I was making dinner every night or taking ravioli to work. Uh, making a big pot of chili and then bring it, take them to work the next day. General, why your mouth open, man? What you? <laughs> <I'm listening>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I was at J.P. Morgan for about two and a half, two and a half years. Um, you know, staying with family, trying to uh, save a dollar, and then um, had maybe two, three properties at the time. So I was getting some passive income. I would say, I think I was getting like sixteen hundred dollars a month, uh, like passive. cash flow, passive. Yeah, yeah from uh, my properties, and then. I was like, man, all right, cool. I ain't got no expenses. I ain't no kids. Like, man, let me just quit. See if I can do this on my own. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah, y'all thought he was going to say something. No, nope. no, I really no. thought he was like, oh, then it just took off. <laughs> I mean, nah, nah, it, it didn't take off. I mean, it was it was definitely some learning curves. I mean, I left in July. Last My last day was July 31st, 2016. And I knew I planned to, like, go backpacking, take a trip across seas. My friend was in Australia at the time and so she was like yeah come take a, come visit me and i was like All right, if i do that you know i'm gonna come check some other countries out in the meanwhile because that's a long ass flight from yeah. you know the states to australia so i was like All right, i'm gonna go to europe first went to morocco uh had a long ass layover in china then finally made it to um to australia after like four months of backpacking and then was out there for a little minute came back closed on a property uh that multifamily i um got in tallahassee and then i was like all right i'm that's all my money i'm broke and then I mean mm-hmm. I was getting money from that too, but that property was a headache and needed a lot of work. So I knew I needed some extra income to kind of come in to kind of fix it up. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So people, you know, when they look at you or they hear your story, they feel like, oh, you know, he just has like success automatically. So you said the um, property in Tallahassee was a headache. What are some of the setbacks that you you know faced? when you first started, you know, into like the real estate business and things like that? Yeah. I mean, not even first started just, uh, two years ago, 2019, I got sued for the first time, which was crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Uh, one of my tenants, she, um, con artist scammer. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Atlanta? I mean, listen, we, we talking about Atlanta. No, we talking about Tallahassee. Oh, okay. I'm talking about Tallahassee. Yeah. She's, from, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. from Atlanta though. Yeah, pri- <laughs> probably. Um, so then you know exactly what I'm talking about. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Can you say what she sued you for? What you mean? Like how much? No. Oh, well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just not, not, not going to drop any names. Um, right. So basically she was, uh, she was living in my, in one of my units and she was already behind on rent. So she was about to get evicted. Um, she had two kids living with her. She was trashing the spot. She had her mother living there too, who wasn't on the lease. But um, basically, her mother was making bacon or cooking in the kitchen. Left the house. Is that the? Oh yeah. Yeah, left oh. the house while the stove was on and it caught fire. So the tenant, who the lady <laughs> woman who's actually living there, they said she you know was was a very heavy lady, maybe around four hundred pounds. But she came running down the stairs. <laughs> came running down the stairs. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just saying because I just remember my attorney. I didn't. I never went to Tallahassee for the, like any other mediation or none of that. Mm-hmm. I just had my attorney, you know, handling everything. And he was listening to the story. He came back to tell me like what they talked about in the whole mediation process. And she, he was like, "Yeah, she <laughs> says she ran down the stairs, but everybody just looked shocked like that. They don't couldn't believe her actually running down the stairs to put the fire out." <laughs> but oh man! She and I was like, "Wow, okay." My attorney's telling me this, so. <laughs> So then he, uh, she goes into the kitchen and grabs the pan and burns herself. I guess in haste of trying to take the pan and like put the fire out, she burns her wrist and her hand. So now she wants to sue. And so, yeah, she sues. So, so she she, she sued because she said that uh, one of the, the tile in the kitchen wasn't properly installed or something like that. So she slipped. And she said she, like, yeah, she you slipped. slipped because you fall right. on the pound. Now, absolutely. I mean, we had to, we, you know, we. You were supposed to be. Or supposedly a, a piss poor landlord, so she tried to suppose, get, but look, yeah. she put a work order in. We had somebody go out there and fix it, but then her thing is that Shane, she uh, it wasn't fixed properly, yeah. but she never put a second work order in to actually have it fixed again. Yeah. And um, she, scapegoat, she made right? Her paper trail. The other thing is, too, she told the uh, paramedics, it. she told the EMD a completely different story. She told them that you know, had nothing to do with towel, told her that they, she grabbed the pan by mistake instead of grabbing the handle. And ended up burning herself, but then she switched the story. So y'all had um, to settle out. Had to settle. Yeah, she ended up getting. Uh, she got Morgan and Morgan. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> she got Morgan and Morgan, you know, one of the biggest uh, law firms yeah. out there. Wow. Yeah, in Tallahassee, they took her case, you know, free of charge to her because yeah. they like if they win, they get money. If they don't win, they leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they we ended up having to settle. They so actually she sued my property managers, and my yeah. property managers brought me in because I'm the owner. Um, and she won a settlement for fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Wow. So she actually did get something out of it. Oh yeah. yeah she got. 50. She got fifty thousand dollars. See why? Fifty. Um, That's she got crazy. A fifty piece out my dog. That's yeah, crazy. Well, well, well. So she got fifty. Uh, the property managers came up with half. I had to pay the other half, so I had to pay twenty five. And the thing is, this the settlement happened at the end of October. And they were like, we Damn. need your full 25 before the end of the year is up. So I had two months to just pay the full 25000 up front or they was going to come after me for the whole thing. Wow. And so I said, these are yeah. the stories that people don't hear about. That's intense. Yeah, yeah, man. I got. Intense. I had to come out of we pocket $25,000. Man, I, I would have pushed her fat ass down some steps if I ever seen her. I, I but, already got to pay you. I tried, right. my, I tried to sue my property management too, so. Makes yeah. Sense. yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's crazy. But she, I could have had a case. She trashed the place. There was like. Condoms all over bro, the place, dirty yeah. diapers all over the you place. Got the Condoms. Yeah, um, I you showed me the pictures, yeah, bro. I ain't gonna was, lie. It was horrible. But see, I had mold, so I had a good, I had oh, a, a nah. good enough reason. Her bed was on cement blocks. Like, I'm sure. Was, what else was, was it gonna be on? It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was interesting, was uh, interesting living situation. No, no problem. <laughs> I mean, he said she was 400 pounds. What else is gonna be? Yeah, on I mean, this not me saying a regular platform. No, she's in the blocks. She knew what she was doing. Yeah, I mean, that was her. That was her way. Of her getting out of an eviction in debt. Yeah. So she turned uh, the loss. So when I, bro, no disrespect to you, but I ain't mad at girl. But oh, no, bro, I mean, she, she, she had a record. Either. She had a record for uh, fraudulent checks. She had yeah. a record for. That's um, why I said she knew what she was doing. Yeah, for, for like, she yeah, she had a record already. Baby, I tried to sue my property manager because I had mold. Yeah, see, that's different. I'm going to that's, yeah. that's different. But it yeah, didn't. That's my health. I stopped paying rent. I should have put it in escrow, but I just stopped paying rent. Mm. So he was just like, well, you know, I'm finna send probably eviction notes. I said, okay, well, I'm finna go see a lawyer. So I went to go see my lawyer. And uh, they said that I ended up settling out because I was leave, moving back to Atlanta the next week. Mm. And I had told my lawyer, I, like, I said, bro, I literally, I literally, he was, he was white, but whatever. I was like, bro, uh-huh. I'm leaving Atlanta next. I'm leaving for Atlanta next week. He was like, really? I was like, yeah, I am. Yeah. He was like, oh, that ain't no problem. <laughs> Listen, but he could have took it. Because, but he was he was on the case with North Point Mall. You know, North Point Mall had a lot of mold. Those oh, states, way yeah, out, yeah. Those states, yeah, yeah. The government offices. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I can't take it right now. So I'm but honey, I would have had a check too. Yeah, you could have. Mold ain't nothing mold. to play with. It was disgusting. This would this had nothing to do with me. I ain't even know about. Right. It. I ain't <laughs> even know about messed up tile or nothing because I'm you know I got property managers, so everybody's supposed to be handling everything, mm-hmm. and they did. They don't report everything. Either, and though, so, so they, they, did you change property management companies? Yeah. That? You can't bring me in on your lawsuit and then think I'm gonna still work. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Nah, hell no. Nah. That's crazy. Yeah. Bye. Wow. Oh, yeah. The second I would have got that subpoena, I would have cut tight. Like, so what is that multi-family? Oh, okay. It's by Ty. the school, right? It's by yeah. the family. Yeah, yeah, right by, um, right by across the, the street from the um nah, from the stadium. Yeah. Bragg? Yeah, right across the street from Bragg Stadium. So okay. Kay- so Kayla isn't here, but she had a couple of questions that she wanted to ask you that I feel like, you know, definitely go with the flow of the conversation. So just like how we're coming to you about like questions about finance and property management, all that, all that. How do you introduce questions about finances and money to friends and family without making it like uncomfortable? I don't introduce it. I wait for them to, to, to bring it up to me. If, when you bring it up to me, that means I know you're ready and you're looking for some help, but I'm not going to just pop my two cents in without, unless I see like I'm physically watching you do something. I'm like, wait, don't do that. I might, I might, you know, step in then. But otherwise than that, I typically don't like to butt in because finance is a t- touchy subject for folks. Absolutely. So I don't like to just uh, input my two cents in and miss, seem like Mr. Know-it-all. So I just mind my business until you, you know, ask me for questions or ask me for help. And then, you know, at that point, I'm more than willing and happy to help out. So, bitch, you already know I always be asking questions. Oh, yeah, and I'm always I, happy bro, to answer, I man. Ca- I, always, I know you get tired of me, boy. I not at all, bro. Not <laughs> at, at all. I rich and shit, bro. Hey, bro, it's not, I might not talk to Rich in three, four weeks. Hey, bro, I come out of nowhere, random ass question about some <laughs> shit that I'm looking into. I'm like, hey, bro, what you think about this? Yeah, hey, you I'm trying to buy it. You want to go in there on this together? But, nah. So, did yeah. you just educate yourself? Like, how did you become so. Like I said, we feel like you're the guru of it, of everything. So did you just like read up on it? Like what made you be like, okay, I'm going to quit. I'm going to get, I'm going to go into real estate opposed to diving into like a, a different type of business. 
like what made you do that and what made you get into like trucking and all that you're doing? Yeah, I mean, really it was just seeing other people, you know, make money off of it. So when I see something that's a proven success, I'm like, all right, let me go into it. So my pops, when I was in high school, you know, he had maybe two or three properties at the time, mm -hmm. uh, rentals, and he, you know, he's cash flowing, getting some little bit of money off of them. And I was like, yo, pops, why don't you, you know, scale up, get 10, 20, like that way you don't have to do nothing. And he was more so on the old school level, so he didn't have property managers. He didn't have anybody on his team working with him. It was just him. So he saw it as like a benefit, but a headache at the same time. Mm -hmm. Where I was like, nah, if you hire some people, you know, get right, you can scale this thing up and, and not even have to go into work or do anything. And so, you know, when I graduated, that's what I vowed to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of went hard. Like when I was living in New York, man, I was just going hard. So I was listening to a podcast episode, mm -hmm. Bigger Pockets. Uh, or reading books, you know, I had an hour and a half commute each way, yeah. so I was knocking out podcast episode and books like it was nothing. Right, like boom, 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 and then yeah, just started putting it to use. That's what's up. What's the? Go ahead. You had a question. Oh, okay. okay. What's the number one common mistake that you feel like we as a people make when it comes to like managing money, or when it comes to trying to invest in properties or invest in stocks? Um, so even before then, like people have issues with saving money, mm -hmm. uh, just because our generation is all about instant gratification. We feel like we need to treat yeah. ourselves over every little thing right? or we deserve to go to brunch every single weekend or we like to, you know, so it's really, we'd have a problem with saving. But after that point, I think the biggest thing is most folks have, I guess what they call analysis paralysis where they feel like they don't know enough to do something. Mm -hmm. So they're just always in that stuck position of, I need to know more. I need to know more that they never actually do anything. Right. Um, I think that's like kind of one of the biggest hurdles for people to get over after the saving piece. After the saving piece. Yeah, yeah, I feel. And then I remember last week you posed a question on Twitter. I believe it was to the effect like what's stopping you from. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. What's stopping you from making more money? Right. And people were saying that you need money to make money. Do you believe that? Yes, but it doesn't have to be your money. I do a lot of deals where I'm not using any of my own money. Okay, so how does that work if you can go into detail about it without being too personal? Yeah, I mean, it's really just like after I was able to save my own and do a couple of deals, then people started reaching out saying, yo, I like what you're doing. If you got another deal, I'm willing to put in. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, I got a deal where, you know, the down payment might be 40. You got 40 on you, mm -hmm. but I control the property. I just, I'm getting the rent. I pay them the interest that they want, like that they want 9%, 11%, 15%, cool, but I'm getting the rest and the property is mine. And then when I refinance, I give them their money back and, and I keep the property. property. Yeah. yeah. So it's, still, it's, still, it's, still it's still my property. property. Yeah. And I can, and I can go get a property with no, no, no money out of pocket of my own because yeah. I'm using OPM, other people's money. Wow. Yeah. But also. It's uh, art too, this shit. You oh, for I, sure. Also, also uh, leveraging or having good credit and leveraging that credit. That's where a lot of people might not, may not have the cash flow. Mm -hmm. Like, do you mind like t like telling them or explaining to the people how you can let how you leverage your credit when it comes yeah. to buying property or like buying property that you want to rent out, and how you can leverage your credit instead of using cash your your liquid cash? Yeah, I mean, so I I like to tweet a lot that cash is king and credit is queen. Absolutely. Um, so it really just in the aspects of good credit, like you can easily get a credit card. Like, all right, so this is this is a little cheat system. You can easily go get a credit card, right? A business credit card that doesn't even touch your personal um, financial whatever, right? It'll be 18 months to 12 months, 0% interest on that credit card. Let's say you get approved for 20000 You can go to a, a certain stores, buy something, return it, and put that money on a debit card, right? I've heard that. Okay. So now you got $20,000 cash, 0% interest for 12 months. You can use that money to invest do and do yeah. something with it and not have to pay any interest on it. Oh, shit. Okay. Right? Right. So that's one way to be able to leverage credit. But they're going to check your personal credit. It's not going to hit your personal credit. But they're, they're going to check, check it your for personal sure. credit to make that's sure. that's why it's important that you get your, your personal credit good before you even apply for that business credit or the business credit right. card. Right. Because they're going to they look at it. They're definitely going to oh, look absolutely. at it. And even to like say what good credit is, really to get you know twenty k and zero percent interest on a credit card, you need at least I would say a six eighty, 
So it's not even like it's a 727, 40, mm-hmm. 760. Yeah. You need a 680. But how, uh, on average, how long does it even take to get your credit right? Uh, I mean, if dep- you're trying to. It depends on what you got on there. Exactly. You know, if you got, you know, if it's just paying down a credit card, then that can be quick. If it's collections, then you might have to contact the people. Also, one thing about collections, you can always negotiate something that's in collections. Yeah. At least 20% of whatever you owe. So if you owe a thousand dollars, you can hit them up and say, "Hey, I it's lost my a, job. I got two hundred for you right now. Take it or leave it." And they'll most likely take it. The thing is with that, with the credit thing, is like uh, that I kind of find like it's not fascinating, but it's interesting how like like financial literacy and credit are has nothing to do with each other because like well for one, even in like in our community, like. We, we're taught to save, 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 save. But it's like, damn, you got a hundred, say you got a hundred K saved up. Like you're not taught what to do with it. Right, right. Then say on the, on the other end of the spectrum, you don't have a hundred K, but you got great credit mm-hmm. and great credit history. Then it's like, okay, but a lot of people, uh, some people, a lot of people have good credit and don't have, know anything to it. I'm like, oh, I got good credit. Yeah. But then it's like, but broke as shit. And so it's like, but no, for real, but broken shit. So it's like, but at the same time, it's like, if you have good credit and understand how to leverage it, then it's like, you can literally turn that and turn your credit into cash. Like how you were just saying earlier, yeah, but for sure. then once you start investing it, then it's like, you got you in a different ball game. But I do think that like, for us, one thing I find like that I do like find kind of fucked up is that like, when you're going through grade school, and then going through college, no one that. teaches you about credit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing that it's like, mm-hmm. it's like no one ever talks about. It. You can learn about anything else, but the one thing you will not learn about in school is credit. But they don't, you don't give you life skills. No, they'll give no. you fi- like I took a finance. I or they'll teach you how to bake cookies and shit, but not how to get your credit right. Because the education system feels like that should be taught in the household, but. If it's yeah, not exactly. something that your parents know or people before you know, then it's not going to get taught know. down to the kids. Not right. So they, that's the issue. The thing about it is they're offer that, they, they will offer that finance class in high school, but credit isn't a chapter. But I did. You want to know? I, is, I, I've seen that budget is, budget. but I've also seen schools that where it costs a very pretty penny for admission, a very, very pretty penny for admission. They teach, they teach about credit and in in high school, I'm sure yeah. in predominantly white yeah. areas as well. I'm yeah. sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I, I, I was trying to stray away from that. that oh, I'm not. Yeah, nah. But it is. They got they, the resources. They teach, they from teach them about credit, and not only that, they'll leave high school with resources on how like to build oh, their yeah, credit and maintain, and how to how to uh, monetize their credit. They might leave high mm-hmm. school with their parents giving them a property or some shit. Like, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? So you let me into two things. Like trigger words you said as far as questions. So as far as budgeting, Richard, how strict is your budget? Like, do you have a strict budget, or are you just like this man just got a car? <laughs> I mean, I mean, damn, I mean, damn. Like, no, wait no, a minute. What? He said, Richard. He said, Richard. Yeah, that's what I was saying. This, listen, Richard stays in the credit. I'm like, dog. No, no bullshit. Oh, I we get what you're boys, saying because for a while he didn't have yeah, one. Yeah, no. What oh, got I'm it. saying is like, okay. like what I'm saying is damn. like I never like, seen somebody. Like when I tell you this nigga's so strict, and I, I'm gonna let him answer, but it well, blows me. The reason not. why I had to say something because it <laughs> blows me. The day I found out, the day I found out that you didn't have one, I was like, bro, like, bro, I'm like, this nigga, what the fuck? But and then when we talked about it, and y'all was like, bro, this nigga here is fucking, is fucking smart. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, nah, it's a compliment. While y'all going out, and you not even. We haven't, <laughs> we we haven't, we, but I'm like that. I'm I'm giving him yeah, a compliment. Yeah, 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 for yeah, sure, like, for I'm sure. Like, yeah, like. Um, but go ahead, so they don't beat me up. Yeah, no, no, no. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, my budget. So, like I said, I think my time in New York was my my prime time to like really do everything I was supposed to do right. Mm-hmm. Uh, my budget then was was strict. Like I was saving maybe 80 percent of my paycheck. Damn. Um. Yeah. Uh. And then you know. Taking, you know, take bringing my lunch to work type stuff, um, not eating out, cooking dinner, making my breakfast. Uh, now my budget's not as tight. You know, I definitely, you know, just kind of spend as I go type thing every mm-hmm. now and then just because I know it's going to come back pretty much yeah. on the first of the month or the 15th of the month. Um, but I still have to keep track that I'm not spending more than what I'm earning. Right. Uh, and then as far as like, and then also if I want to do a deal, 
like if I don't have the money saved, I know I can go get it. Yeah. So really, I'm not too pressed about, oh, my savings account isn't this or it's not that. I mean, of course, I still have my savings account. I still got money in the bank. But if, if I don't have enough for a deal that I'm about to do, I can just tap somebody on the shoulder and be like, yo, I need to borrow 50 real quick. Yeah. Or, yo, I need to borrow 70 real quick. And they'll be like, all right, cool, we got you. And it, so it works out. So my budget's not as tight as it mm-hmm. used to be. But, I mean, I definitely still keep a budget. Now, with you just getting a car, now, I know that you had the means to be able to buy a car, purchase a car prior to you just now getting it. <laughs> yeah. What was your, I guess, what was your reasoning behind not having one? I'm just curious. Uh, I mean, really, I just, I didn't want any, any true liabilities at the time. You know, mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of stack up on my assets and, you know, buying a car is just depreciating, uh, depreciating every time you drive it, putting on the road, wearing down the tires, putting wear and tear on it. For sure. And I was living in New York. You don't need a car. For sure. So I was when I first graduated. <laughs> so when I graduated college, I sold my motorcycle. I sold my car and went to New York, was taking the train, taking public transportation, moved to Atlanta and bought a place downtown. So I was pretty much in proximity where I felt like I could just Uber or Lyft wherever I needed to go. I mean, Atlanta MARTA transportation is not where it's at. So right. Lyft and Uber, you know, living downtown, I might go to Buckhead, that's a $10, $10 ride. Or go to, you know, Eastside, $10, $12 ride. Nothing was ever more than $15 on a Lyft ride, and I wasn't going too many places. Um, and then I, one day, I, you know, once the pandemic hit and Lyft prices skyrocketed, I was just like, you know what? It's been seven years. Let me get a car. And, you know, it's been seven years. Let me finally treat myself. I held out for a minute. For sure. It was, so, a, light, it was a light day. So. <laughs> light day. Real light. Real light. Real light. So, you know, I got no, some. Let me go. Hop this out. Fuck it. I'm going to go get a car. But <laughs> even with getting a car, I was I was smart about how I did it. Because there's a, uh, a book somebody sent me in regards to buying used cars and how to get a used car mm-hmm. value so that when you sell it, you can break even. For sure. Uh, so I basically got a car, you know, you want to get a, a luxury vehicle or a sports vehicle, something that's nice um, and not too many on the road so that when you buy it under market from one uh, private seller, you buy it under market, maybe it's worth 40, you buy it for 35. If you hold it for two years, by the time you sell it in two years, it's going to be worth that 35 that you bought it for. And now you can just sell it, boom, get another car mm-hmm. without having to come out of pocket really any money on your payments or, you know, stuff like that, other than gas and insurance. Yeah. So... That's what's yeah, up. That's yeah. Buying a doggone car. I never. Yeah, don't ever, never buy a car off the brand new never, off the lot. I did. Car brand Every, new off the lot. Every, I but but the thing, but the thing about it that irks me that is mistake. that when I see it, I don't say irks me, but people I see on social media. I mean, power to you. You know, you do whatever you want to do because that's your money. Never count nobody pockets. But people are like, oh, I just got this brand new 2021. You know, whatever, whatever. I'm just like, okay. As soon as you drove it off the lot, it depreciated the value. Yeah. Thousands. I mean, thousands. by thousands. Like, by you thousands. take it back on the lot, you're not going to get what you pay for. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Nah, yeah, so, no. let, so. I made that mistake. It's so funny because I know somebody. I, I know I know this guy, bro. This guy, he had he had bought a car off the lot. And something, I don't know what it was, but something in his paperwork, paperwork wasn't right. So, it was like bringing the car back. But because he had driven it to his house, left it at his house, and had to bring it back like two days later, they fixed it. He rebought the car and he paid thousands cheaper than what it was simply because he had driven it off the lot to his house and had to bring it back. Right. And mm. so he everything was he paid way, way, way cheaper for the car. Yeah. At least like six thousand dollars cheaper than what it was. I'm like, Yeah. Two days later, you paying you getting the same car for six thousand dollars cheaper. Literally, you drove it fifteen minutes down the road and fifteen minutes back. I was like, "What the fuck?" So I just always been. Ever since then, I'm like, "Bro, I will never buy a car new off the lot." Yeah, no, never. Yeah, you gotta get it used. Y'all gotta get two three years. Unless I was like. I Filthy, a, dirty, rich. I wouldn't give a fuck, but you want to understand. The, the thing is, bro, millionaires, bro, a lot of rappers do not buy cars new off they the lot. Mm-hmm. Black Youngster is one of the ones who, bro, I mean, he flashes millions and millions of dollars. He mm-hmm. threw over a, a million and a million and half a million dollars or in a, like liquid cash just in a yeah. hotel room. He shows yeah. off. He'll tell y'all, I don't buy brand new cars off the lot. No. And he ha- and he's a million, multi-millionaire. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you buy them used. My sister told me that years ago, but I didn't know what she, like, she told me that, but she didn't break, honey, you got to break it down for me. But she didn't break it down for me. Yeah, she I could have easily got hustled. a used car in Tallahassee when I was buying my car, but... I remember T Pain told a story about how he went broke buying cars. He bought a Bugatti in. Yeah. You heard that story? I heard I that. I watched one. it on Breakfast like, Club. I was listening to how he blew through all his money. I was like, wow. 
and said he could he had to eat a Burger King. I said, Wow, this man, he needed you on his team. Uh, <laughs> but he, he made it right. Oh, back. he could have used anybody. Any, yeah, anybody. Because <laughs> honestly, bro, yeah. my little sisters could have told him that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, shit. Bro, the way he blew through not not all his money, he blew through millions. Let's, Absolutely. Let's, let's put out, the man blew through multi millions. But the good thing is, like though, that. you know, once you typically when you learn how to make millions, even if you lose it, you can get it. You back. can get it back. So really, it's like you can't take the the knowledge of how I got it or what I, the talent I have to, For sure. to, get it, to make to, it. Yeah. So you know he's he's talented and a talented brother, so he's able to to make that back. So we can't can't down him too bad. So with people trying to save money, do you know of any like resources or apps or anything that can help people better with saving or that you would recommend? Yeah, I mean in t- uh, today's world, all this technology. Um, I would definitely say, like, banking-wise, you should definitely use online-only banks, ones that don't have branches for your savings account. They typically offer heavier interest rates on the savings account uh, just because they don't have to pay for branches. They don't have to pay for employees that are sitting in the branches, uh, overhead and all that stuff. So I personally use Ally Financial. Um, They've dropped, but I know Goldman by Marcus or Marcus by Goldman Sachs, they uh, offer, like, 0.5% interest rate, which is – probably 200 times more than what Bank of America or Wells Fargo offers. Um, another thing is, too, is just have that automatic transfer. You know, when you get your uh, your paycheck, have the money automatically transfer over to your, your savings, you'll be less prone to draw from that savings account because it takes three or four days to come out. Right. So it's like, all right, do I really need this? Last-minute things I can't really do because it's going to take three or four days. So it's really like, do I need to pull this money out or not? Um, so it really just, yeah, it depends on the person. That's a good tip. Yeah. As far as your investments and the things that you have done, have you had a bad deal? Have you, I don't want to say you've gotten scammed, but have you gotten yourself into a position, I guess like a compromising position as far as like you were told to put this amount of money up and then the deal falls through? Like, have you made a bad investment deal? Uh, Not a bad investment, but I did get uh, tricked out by one of the sellers this year. So last year, 2020, I didn't buy any property. I had after college, graduating i bought a property every year since graduation mm-hmm. 2020 COVID happened mm-hmm. i was kind of invested in learning about trucking so i didn't even buy a property all year then this year i was like all right i want to go full force buy you know uh, you know at least five properties this year and so i was on track i bought a property right before my birthday uh beginning of march i was supposed to close on another one uh end of march or middle of march and the seller backed out he was mm-hmm. supposed to come to the closing table decided not to show Mm. Right, which is, means he's in breach of contract. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm like, all right, what you doing? I contact my attorney, had him send him a letter saying we gonna sue the hell out you if you don't pull up the closing. <laughs> Two days later, right. he hit us up like, all right, bet well, I'm gonna come to closing. What well, day he you didn't need? Know that? He just thought I was gonna let him slide. Oh, wow, oh. that's crazy. Yeah, that's he just, crazy. He just thought I was gonna let him slide. Mind you, the deal was amazing. It was an amazing deal over near Grant Park. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was his house on a huge piece of land that I could subdivide into three different lots and put two more houses on yeah. there. So I was like, yeah, this is going to be a you know home run type deal. Nah. So basically, it ended up not going through because the second time we went to closing, I forgot to let my lender know basically that we were going to be closing until last minute. And so they took like two or three days after we actually closed and signed the paperwork to send the money to escrow. In the meantime, he sent an lo- uh, email to the closing attorney saying, if y'all had the money, I don't want it. It's past the closing date. Don't send me the money. Oh, so he didn't want to do the deal in the first place. He didn't want to do the deal in the first place. He was looking for some reason. Yeah, because he felt like he can get 100 k more than so what I had. Than what he had. Ah, okay. Yeah. So he was like. He was he, already out. Yeah. Every, I mean, he told me maybe, he told his agent maybe a month or two months beforehand that. Damn. Whatever we can do to make this deal not close, I want to do that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah. So, you know, and I mean, I already paid architects for plans. Yeah. I already paid, you know, people for like to come out, check the property out and stuff like that. And I wasn't getting that back. I paid my attorney $500 just to send a letter to him that first time. Mm -hmm. So I was out that 500. I was out the maybe $1,200 for the plans I've had the architect draw up. Architect coming, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it. All Damn. for hundred thousand, yeah. K more. All because he said he felt like he can get a hundred K more. But thing is, yeah, too though, did he get the hundred K more? Nah. So I ended up putting a lien on the property, you know, because I'm like you, you being shady. So oh, if you want to play games, it's a nasty game. that's yeah. right. Yeah, I'm in. Right. I put a cloud of the title or whatever. So if he ever tries to go sell it, they're gonna see that my name is on there, and they're gonna be like, "Who's this person? Why he has ties to? You? We got to get him off in order for you to sell it." 
you gonna have to pay some money for doing uh, that. Uh, that's that's, that's good though. Yeah, that's good though. It's yeah, good yeah. to good. that you're educated enough, or you know, have people around you but to let you know he, what to do in order for. How does he get out of that? Can he get out of that? Um, out of that situation, he gonna have to come talk like, to me. They gonna pay him. Yeah, he gonna have to come talk to me. And he ain't came to talk to you yet. No, I mean this was just last month, so I don't I don't think it's gonna be in time soon soon. But when he relisted it and they try to sell it, it it's gonna say Richard. Yeah, it's gonna say Richard. Gonna, hey, that's what's it's up. Gonna say his name and my name on there. What's up? Ah. <laughs> now the trucking business. What led you to trucking? Um, shoot, just fell into my lap for real. Uh, last year I had a homie who I've done like some deals with, and um, he told me that one of his partners, a girl that he knows, had gotten into trucking, maybe last year, March, April. And she had one truck. She was making a killing. She was probably bringing in like twenty k, twenty five k a month. I mean, I feel like wow. Any, I feel like anything logistics is going to bring in a nice coin. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you yeah. always need logistics. Like that's always on the go. So she was bringing in twenty twenty five k a month off the one truck for the first three four months. And I don't know what she was doing with her money, but she needed help getting the second truck. So mm-hmm. me and him went half on getting her her second truck. Um, so I guess that was actually a bad investment too. I wouldn't say it was a bad investment, but it it didn't pay out like it was supposed to. We were supposed okay. to get ten percent of the profit every month for a year, mm-hmm. right? So if she was netting like she was making twenty a month, she was netting a profit about ten a month. Mm-hmm. So we were supposed to get a thousand a month yeah. for twelve months around there. We ain't, we didn't get no payout till March of this year, and that we gave her the money in July. Because she said she kept running into roadblocks of why the truck couldn't run and all this other da da da. But in the meantime, I was looking at the paperwork and I'm just like, this girl's bringing in 20k, 25k a month off one How truck. How she running into roadblocks? And I, I mean, not even that. It was just like I'm getting one thousand dollars. Right, right. You yeah, for sure. And I was like, when let I me just. I was like, let get me your just own truck. get my own. So December, I started the process to get my own authority to help start my own company. And finally became active uh, February 24th. I ended up bringing my boys, uh, you know, Saul and them. Yeah. For sure. Um, you know, because I always want to try and put people on. So I was like, yo, y'all come on board, start this trucking business with me. And, um, you know, we all kind of put in the same amount of money uh, to get it up and running. Bought the first truck cash, I want to say for around 27. And um, ended up doing the first load on my birthday, March 5th. And uh, I was like, you know, Dan, this is, you know, kind of like a blessing. Like, me helping out, looking out for others, I ended up getting blessed on my birthday with the first load. Right. And um, it was pretty smooth. And that driver ended up quitting on us. Too many uh, family issues and stuff like mm-hmm. that, personal problems. I was going to ask you about that as yeah. far as an HR, from an HR standpoint. Talent acquisition-wise, how do y'all even, how do y'all even um, employ? Like, how um, do y'all acquire? Contractors. Yeah, so we were starting off with Craigslist, um, just posting and stuff like that, going on websites like meetadriver.com, uh, Facebook Marketplace, just whatever, networking, all that stuff. So did y'all have to hire a third party? Uh, not well. Do the onboarding and stuff like that for y'all? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. So I ended up actually, and so I brought in my mother. Uh, she probably going to hate me for saying this. I brought in my mother. <laughs> she's my assistant. Our, hey, our assistant. Yeah, shout out to my moms. She's our assistant on it. So we've been paying her to kind of help out with the y'all admin stuff. Pay my world. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! You Definitely gotta, gotta you know, gotta pay, pay everybody. Um, so she's been helping out, and she helps like with the paperwork, filing, keeping us, making sure that we're, you know, by the books. Yeah. Trucking is not easy whatsoever. At like all. there's so many different moving parts. They don't tell you anything at all. It took us two months to get it up and running, just to to get active. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it it's a headache. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like with any business, people always see like the glitz and glamour of it, but they always forget that's like the 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 groundwork and stuff with it. Behind the scenes, yeah, Yeah. it definitely took about two, three months. A lot of money and a lot of patience that goes in a lot of that shit. A lot of business, period. Because people see, and then they'll see like what you post on social media, like it was just that easy. It was not. It was never just that easy. Mm -hmm. Now it was easy to post it. Right, it yeah. was not yeah, easy yeah. to get <laughs> to yeah. acquire the stuff that it took. Like even with the trucking business, it, like I know that it takes a lot, and there's so many different avenues to to making money with it. But it's also a lot of ins and outs that you have to pay for, like even the insurance on. Oh the yeah, truck is thousands. Like the deposit be, on be, insurance was like forty five hundred. Right, and it's like it's crazy. So like people don't see that, but like that's why when the, she asked mm-hmm. you earlier, or like she was like, well. Is it true that it take money to make money? 
Yeah, in a, in a lot of sense, and depending on what avenue you going down, like yeah, yeah hell yeah, it take a lot. It takes. I mean, take a couple dollars to make a couple. Dollars. I've been in situations like even with retail. So I started, um, you know, some online businesses, mm-hmm. um, with the crowns, and then with the um, with Black Standard, which was like a Greek paraphernalia. Yeah. Um, the Greek paraphernalia shop was like a hundred dollars, and I made sixteen thousand in the first year. Mm-hmm. So that's something where it doesn't really take money. To make money i basically yeah. you know went on found a website that'll make the stuff for me and they won't charge me until i get an order mm-hmm. so you don't have to buy any inventory up front you set up the website That's on etsy the, for free uh, instances where you're saying like if you, can, you use somebody else's money no you don't have to put any money yeah you know i'm saying you use somebody else's money like it ain't your money that you you don't have to put any money up but no, i'm saying you don't yeah you don't put i ain't put nobody i ain't put nobody else's money up is I that like with up. the uh was that with the crown? With the uh, no, no, no. Crown with the crowns, crown? I ended up buying uh, wholesale. Um, I had a maid first um, on Alibaba. Yeah. So that's like a like a website to kind of find all the manufacturers in the Middle East and China. Like wholesale vendors. Need. Just the actual manufacturer people that people in the states get their stuff from. That's yeah. where they're getting it from Damn. over there. Okay. So you can pay the same price that they pay. Maybe not as much because they buying them in a bigger bulk. Yeah. But you can definitely get stuff discounted prices. Um, okay. Going on Alibaba. Wow, so with the Greek prayer for know your story that you were saying, you literally just put a hundred dollars up and you just there's other people who take care of everything else. A hundred dollars a hundred dollars was for me to start the LLC. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like eighty five bucks. And then um I had maybe used twenty five dollars for somebody on Fiverr to make all of the hand signs that go on the hats and on the paraphernalia. Right. So they charged me five dollars per Basically, what it was is the hand emojis of each of the Greek signs. Right. Um, and they charged me $5 for each one. So, mm-hmm. really, five times, what's that? 45 So, it was yeah. $45 uh, plus the 85 to start the LLC. Mm-hmm. And that was all the money I put in. Right. Um, That's what's up. <laughs> so, literally, then, passive income, just like. And then, yeah, in the first year, I, well, I think I started October 2017. And then, the first year, I think it made, like, sixteen grand, And it was just, like, I didn't have to do anything. I wasn't shipping stuff out i wasn't you know doing any of that i had to answer questions like people would message me like hey how fast can this get here type right stuff like that and i was like you know cool but it's definitely you know ways to make money without having to put any money up absolutely that that's a wealth of knowledge i really hope that people really like listen and take heed to what you know the tips and stuff that you're giving because i mean you've given <laughs> some gems some stuff that i'm even you know just like calculating in my brain and things like mm-hmm. that because you know the thing that I feel like with, you know, our people is that, you know, we talk about generational wealth all the time, but we don't necessarily take the steps to to get there right. to and to do it correctly. Um, and I feel like sometimes, you know, with things like, because I can speak for myself, like with investing, you know, like on the different apps and things like that, it's intimidating to me because I don't really you know, know a lot about it. So there's something that I have to research or reach out to other people for, for assistance. So I feel like sometimes people get intimidated by it. And it's like, man, forget it. I'll just, you know, either just let it go by the wayside. Cause you had me rolling with the Robin Hood. Yeah. The Robin so, Hood. Okay. Yeah. So I, yeah, me and Antonio had a little moment. I told Antonio to download Robin Hood because that's when Doji was the oh, yeah. thing. Okay. So Antonio download, but my brother had to tell me to download it. Cause okay. my brother is big on it. Like he has a whiteboard in the house. He doesn't even live in the house no more, but he updates the whiteboard. He has like the recession. Like it's like a big ass circle. Mm-hmm. He has like arrows on it. Whatever. I don't understand it because I don't do numbers. Yeah. But when he called and told me, I was like, okay. And so y'all download Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. And so it was like, huh? I was like, man, just do what I say, dude. Yeah. It's it's yeah. That's what I'm, I get. What you're saying It's intimidating because I don't I don't like numbers. I don't like yeah. math. So whenever you. Oh, man. Man. You start and I'm a, and I be scared about losing money. It's not the numbers, me. It's just yeah, like okay, you put like, this up, you, you might lose it. Like, even by. outside of but the stock market, it don't matter. Risk. Like, whether whether you be in the streets or anything, like you kind of you gonna put yourself. Once you put your money up, you gotta look at it as money that you never gonna get back. Yeah, that be the easiest way because it's like you can. It's always gonna it be a risk. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It don't matter whether whether a cat like he dealing dope or whether he in the stock market or whatever he doing. It's always gonna be a risk to lose money. So mm-hmm. I mean, like, but the thing is, it's like, it's also a risk that you're gonna be miserable the rest yeah. of your life. Absolutely, yeah. for sure. Risk. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, damn, am I gonna risk losing this money? Am I gonna stay on these folks' job and be miserable for the That's rest true. of my life? That's you know what I'm mean. saying? So it's like, bro, I'd rather lose that money than lose my happiness. 
That's how I be looking sure. at it. Because that money you lose, you're like, damn, I lost that. Because I done lost money in the stock market, but I done made 20 times more than right. the stock market. So it's like, but them losses, you be like, and sometimes they come back to back to back. And a brand, you be like, God damn. But at the same time, it's like, bro, I refuse to sit on somebody's job and be miserable for the rest of my life when I know that there's multiple ways and multiple avenues that I can create a life for me to be happy and feel, and financially free more than anything. Yeah. So ultimately, like, if I'm financially free, I'm happy. Yeah, other people get their happiness from every, yeah. other places. For me, I don't. My happiness comes from financial freedom. If I'm not sure. financially free, I'm not happy. I don't care who I have in my life. I don't care what, what I'm out doing, how many parties I go to. If I'm not financially free, I'm not happy. I feel it. And so being on a person's job is like, Oh, that's cool. I'm, you know, whatever. Security. I'm not looking for security. I'm looking for freedom. For so, sure. so it's a difference. And then, and what I realized, even like conversing with multiple people, seeing st- certain stuff on social media and stuff. What I realized here in, in in our time and in this world, people care more about security than they care about freedom. So if oh, yeah, something gets sure. them security. They'll run towards security because it just makes them okay. But, but, and so they'll stray away from freedom. And it's like, nah, for me, I want freedom. I want financial freedom. I want freedom. I don't want security. I'll find my security. But give me the, it, let me work and let me get the, the financial freedom first and then the security. Or I'll find that security. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you're working on? Well, you probably don't want to talk about it. But is there anything that you're like, working on right now aside from the trucking or any other ventures that you're thinking about getting into possibly or you just focused on your real estate and trucking business uh i mean i got a bad habit of of taking on a lot of new opportunities that are you know looking promising Mm -hmm. at the same time before i get other things off the ground so you know especially with buying this um i bought a property beginning of march over by the belt line um planning to build a a new construction house over there Mm -hmm. Um, at the same time I'm doing trucking, which I'm learning the ropes at it at the same time. And this is my first new construction property. So I'm doing two projects where I'm doing it for the first time. And so right. I'm trying to make sure that I handle that before I jump into something right. new and then have too many, you know, learning curves and all that stuff going on. Um, so really right now it's just that I am also building uh, a six unit apartment complex in Tallahassee. Okay. Um, was able to find that deal. So I'm closing on that next week. Um, so I'm kind of happy about that. So this house that you're talking about, the new construction, that's yours personally, or you're going to be using that for like Airbnb? Uh, so the game plan is probably to, to sell it once it's finished. Okay. Um, but I am trying to figure out whether or not I should sell it or keep it and rent it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's in a prime location. And then I see, I see the numbers just rising yeah. in a couple of years. It's right on the, like the, the belt line. Like if you step out this back door, the belt line is right there. Right. So it's like, Right there on the belt line, and I know that's gonna gonna boom. Absolutely, yeah, my absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's gonna sit on it for a minute. Sit on it. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um. Wait. Hold on. What? No. Oh, okay. Um. But no, absolutely. So the fun- <laughs> speaking about your new construction property, it was so funny. Somebody tried to come at you about the new construction of it, how it looked. <laughs> Yeah. And they were like, they made some ignorant comment about the way that the new construction looked. And I thought the house was very, very pretty. It's a modern style home. Mm-hmm. And somebody was, and Richard's reply was, well, what are you building on your land? <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Was it one of the Twitter women? Nah, it was a it was Twitter a dude, man. It was a dude. Yeah, he was like, I don't know why people buy these uh, beautiful lots and build these ugly what homes. Wait, and what yeah, and and even but but even still, it was worried? it was a beautiful home. Like, <laughs> why are you worried? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. He he didn't respond. I'm I'm sure he didn't because he probably got no damn <laughs> land. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there any like final tips or anything that you want to leave with anybody? Do you? You're self-employed, so do you offer like any type of financial services that somebody could reach out to you if they wanted assistance? Just you know, give the people yeah. um, contact I mean, info. At least as far as like the saving and budgeting type thing, and then even investing. Um, you know, as as soon as you can create the habit to save the way you need to save, you know, twenty percent of your paychecks. Um, 
and you're saving with a purpose, which means you're saving to invest. And even if you don't know too much about investing, there's plenty of apps to where you can just drop your money in and it'll do the work for you. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the apps that I'm an advocate for are like Wealthfront, Betterment, um, Acorns. Uh, you know, when you buy something, the change self. goes to... Huh? Self. I haven't heard of that one. You, have, you don't use self? Nah. Credit? Yeah, self uh-uh. is pretty good. But I mean, yeah, if it's if it's credited, you know, go with it. Um, that way you, you're putting money towards something that can bank some interest. Even with like Wealthfront, uh, apps like that, they can get you 15, 20% return on your money. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, does, it invests in the market. So you basically tell it, you know, what your risk tolerance is. And if you're under the age of 30, under the age of 25, you should definitely put your risk tolerance at a higher level because you have a lot more time to bounce back. Um, so I put, you know, mine at like an eight and a half, nine, um, and just have money going in there every month. And it basically and invests for me. You, yeah. yeah. And invested for me in the stock market. Um, and you can just watch it go up. It might fluctuate, go down for a little bit, but then they'll, they'll adjust your portfolio for you. Right. You get to watch it. And it's, it's pretty dope. It'll show you how much you've put it's in versus like how much. Automated, automated investment system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the best way to kind of do it so that it just, if you don't know too much about investing, you just make one of those accounts and you set for free. Um, cause I think they handle the first $5,000 for you for free. Um, and then, so you're using that money and then eventually, you know, buy some property. You can definitely get into the NACA program. They're a a mortgage company and they'll basically pay you down, uh, down payment for you or they'll roll it into your actual mortgage. Um, and they offer ridiculous rates. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like 2% interest, 1.8% interest. I got a homegirl who bought a, a four, a three unit in Brooklyn for $850,000, put no down payment, paid like maybe two, $3,000 for the closing cost, And she got tenants in there paying her mortgage every single month. She got a triplex for free in Brooklyn. Wow. And she just had to go through the NACA program. So that's another thing. You said the NAPA program? NACA. Oh, N-A-C-A. N-A-C-A. Yeah, dot com. Um, you do have to go through a couple of their seminars. Don't miss a seminar. Um, and I think they have like a $25 uh, yearly fee or something like that. But that's nothing. Um, other things, tidbits I want to leave with. Oh, as far as the retail stuff that I was doing for the websites that will make your shirts for you and send them to your customers, Printful, Printify. Uh, those are the two main ones that I kind of worked with. Uh, you can make a free store on Etsy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of budgeting apps out there to kind of budget your money. Uh, I think that's yeah. That's, that's kinda, it. Yeah. It's, well, Richard, I appreciate you for coming by. No, we for sure. For sure. <laughs> you, bro. We yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've learned. I've learned a lot. You know, tonight as far as you know, tips of saving money and different things that mm-hmm. I could possibly explore in the future. So I'm sure the people who are listening are definitely going to be for you know sure. tuned in for sure. I hope so, man. I hope so. Yeah, and then, are. oh, for, I mean, I do uh, have consultations, so. You know, for y'all, if y'all ever need to hit me up, hit me up. But, you know, for folks out there who want to learn something, I do consultations. $50 right now to $50 for 30-minute calls. The man said right now, so that price might be going up on yeah, y'all's yeah, ass. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, <laughs> just because. Time is money. So Time is money. Be cash out, Venmo, all that ready. Yeah, yeah. Zell. Yeah, Zell, whatever you do. Hey, we take a cashier's check, man. <laughs> but, nah, for real, we, we definitely appreciate you coming through and enlightening us and enlightening our listeners on, you know, financial literacy and credit and stuff. And, for uh, sure, for sure. You know, like, a lot of us need to hear that. Nah, I appreciate so, stuff like this, you. man. Yeah. I've, I've, I was very uh, timid when I first started out on, on telling my story or even spreading out anything that I was doing. You know, we got our, our homie Woo. He would always tell me, like, yo, why don't you post about this stuff? And I, I never would do it just because I was like, I don't want people thinking of me any type of way or, or, or we, feeling we, some we type of way. So, yeah, anybody, if, you know, I definitely understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. from that aspect. But, you know, if people going, people going, there's always going to be people who are going to find something negative to say. But, yeah. you know, yeah. you do it for the people like us and for the people who really, you know, want to learn and really want to advance. So, you know, I salute yeah. you and, you know, just continue doing what you're doing. And it literally helps us because, again, I see on Twitter when you drop those gems, there's so many likes, so many retweets. So people are listening and paying attention. Yeah. But, yeah, um, you're welcome back anytime. It don't got to be sure, about financial sure. literacy. You can just come kick the shit with us. So, again, Y'all, um, follow us on. Oh, you got one more thing. Yeah, I do want to drop the blog for anybody that wants to read. Um, any you know any of the stuff I drop. Uh, my blog is IamThinkingRich.com. Um, I drew drop a couple of I stuff like on that. there. Uh, like folks that. who are interested. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, 
anybody that's interested in buying rental properties, I have a, a free rental calculator on there, basically a spreadsheet to cal- you know basically find out if that rental property is going to make you money or not. I have a, a free rental ca- uh, flip calculator too. If you're interested in flipping properties, you can go and download that for free on a, I am thinking rich. You can follow me on uh, Twitter. It's modern Richard. And then uh, Instagram is Richard two underscores Anthony. All right. So, <laughs> so um, you can find us, you can find me, on Instagram at a.jay.williams. Our podcast page is Crown Conversations Podcast on Instagram. And then on Twitter, it's Crown Convos Pod. You can find me where you find me. Yeah. Which is what, Jenna? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Jenna Juice, M-S-J-E-N-N-J-U-I-C-E. That's enough. And it's your boy, Big boy. Mouth. Team underscore Malcolm. And it's two L's. Don't forget the second L. Team underscore Malcolm. All right, y'all. We thank y'all. We'll be back next week. (laughs) Y'all have a good one. All right, y'all. Be easy. Yep.